Welcome back to another episode of Broken Record Ministries. I'm Ronnie. Coffee Mike's back. Hello, everyone. Schmedium Mike's back. Oh, hang on, hang on. I got this, Ronnie. Alpha Mike's back. No, he right, is not back. I'm Carl, by the way. Mm-hmm. Back to you, Ronnie. The Professor <laughs> Carl. Hello. <laughs> See? I got you off guard, right? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Brother Bob. What's happening? And Brother Bob's going to read our Bible verse for us. I am. Matthew 11, verses 28 through 30. This is the ESV version. And it says, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So the last couple of weeks have been pretty heavy. In our real world, episode-wise. I was going to say, which one are you talking about? Just episode-wise or like, yeah, re- like all <laughs> like everyday life? Yeah. yeah. So I thought, let's give him all our praise for an episode. Mm-hmm. And we were talking the other night. Mike and I was, and we were like, I don't think we've actually done an episode where we just gave him all the praise. Mm -hmm. We have not. So, we started this podcast to be a podcast for hope, and for him, and somehow, out of all these episodes... We haven't had an episode on him and us praising him. Right. Weird. <coughs> Mike? I, the wheels are turning. I can see oh, it. Oh, yeah. The That's listeners what, can't see it. I mean, but we can see how can you not when you, you know, when you talk about praising him and, you know, and, and everything? And they have to be. You have to be constantly thinking of. Of, of him and everything that you do it's like we've talked about before you shouldn't go through a day without seeing a god sighting mm-hmm. because he's in everything you just have to look and when you're struggling and obviously we know it's a heart issue and you're struggling on your own thinking you're alone you know that's what it's hardest but it's one of those things you should always see something in him you know and so it's constant reminder and i think that you know giving him all the glory for everything is 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 what you have to do you know yeah i mean because no matter what it is like i can say you know um sunday morning my wife was sitting at this table having her breakfast and our daughter rolled in we didn't know she was coming in but she was dropping off a vehicle and uh she's like oh i just wanted to drop this off because we're going to church and just wanted to drop this off and you know, headed out the door. Now she didn't go where we where we where we were, but that doesn't matter. She went where she needed to be fed, and on her own. And she's been stressed out, and she's had all of these life things happen that could take her away from that. And then, right then and there, my wife just came up and just I, she just held her hand out, and so I walked over to her, and I knew she wanted she wanted to pray. And so it was right as I'm getting ready to, she just goes in. And she just starts praising, you know, and it's, it's those things. 
it's those things that you can't not stop to do. Right. You know, but too often we do. Because, again, we're busy. We're doing this. This is, oh, well, if only we weren't doing this or if this wasn't in the way or, you know, but we just get in our own way. Mm -hmm. So... Well, I heard, I heard a sermon today, actually, um, and the new believer was getting frustrated because he'd been going to church, he'd been going to the groups, he's been going to all the things, and the pastor was like, well, it's fine, like, nobody's telling you that you have to be here. Like, you want to go to the bar? Go to the bar. And he was like, no, I can't. Well, then why can't you? Because that's not what God wants me to do. Mm -hmm. And he was like, well, there's your change, right? Like, you wouldn't have thought twice about it two weeks ago, Mm -hmm. four weeks ago. Right. And I don't care if it was just an hour ago. Right. That that change occurred 10 minutes ago, whatever it is, you have to take and praise him for that hour difference. Mm -hmm. There was something within that hour that he just pulled on your heart to turn you back to him, you know, and you had to make the decision, but it's him. It's still his grace. It's still his power that's coming over you. You have to take that moment, you know, to give him the praise because... Come on, he deserves it. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. you, you know, I mean, nobody else. I agree with Mike on that. I can't tell you the number of times before I really rededicated my life to God that I had read the Bible and I was reading any other book out there. But with the proper focus and the proper and asking in prayer to understand His Word and apply His Word. Have it revealed to me. He answered my prayer mm-hmm. because I, I I was I'm in that season where I'm seeking to, to more knowledge, so I can properly apply His Word to my life. And I'm so thankful that He has. I've, beg- I've begun to look at every issue in my life in a deeper sense. And I was always a deep thinker, but nothing like this. I mean, I wouldn't. I prided myself on years ago, and pride's a terrible thing, but I was able to make decisions very quickly, and they were usually pretty right in the business world, let's say, okay? Right. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, my own life, another story, but... So when I first got back into it, I approached it as though I was into another business cycle. Information to be assimilated and put into my life so it would be useful somewhere down the road. I completely missed the point. That isn't the point to assimilate information. It's to store it in your heart so that you can shine out for him in his glory. That's that's my praise for him tonight, is the revelation of word in my life, stored in my heart. And that story about the, the young Christian, mm-hmm. I was there. I wasn't young, but I was there. I know, And I know what that feels like. So if that's you out there, look for the littlest thing. Any anything at all that's different in your life and you found your change just like Mike said it might have been an hour ago answered prayers and even some answered prayers are a blessing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Because what you're praying for in the moment is in the moment. You may not, it may not line up with God's will. You don't know his will until he unfolds it to you and it begins to play out. And what you were praying for may not have been in his will for your life because it's not is what is best for you. Exactly. Yeah. Like the song says, sometimes I thank God for unanswered prayers. Mm-hmm. That's right. Because <laughs> what we pray for, like you said, may not be what we need. We think at the moment it is. Yep. You know, we think uh, we think that God should answer it in that moment. But you know, uh, <clears throat> as far as uh, praiseworthy, man, we should praise Him from the time we get up to the time we go to bed, and I'm talking all day long, not just in not just when He blesses us or when He uh, answers a prayer. I'm talking all day because when we get out of bed, that very first breath that we take or that very first step that we take is a praiseworthy step mm-hmm. because if if not i mean you know if we're not praising him when we get out of bed <clears throat> excuse me are we truly are we truly following him i mean you right. know, yeah wholeheartedly wholeheartedly yeah. you know as much as wholeheartedly as we can get mm-hmm. you know that's that's another story there. It's funny you bring that up, Bob, because Carl and I were talking about that today, and and the, and I I told him I said the last thing I do in the day is I, I'm praying while I'm laying in bed and I fall asleep praying, and part of that prayer is that the first thing I want to pop into my head with my eyes open is to think of you and of God and put Him first, and that His will be done in my life that day, and that's the first thing I do when I wake up in the morning because there was there was a time in my life that waking up. Could not have, may not have occurred, mm-hmm. and I'm thankful that he brought me back from that. And uh, or that first step, I was unable to walk for 18 months. Yep. So that first step that I got to take, I, you know, then I, I, I was, I was mad at God. Then I didn't, re- I didn't realize what was going on in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I had become so prideful, so arrogant, <clears throat> and my God was the money that was rolling in. Mm-hmm. And, well, let me tell you, when all that stuff's gone, and you're, you're sitting there by yourself, and the people who thought were your friends aren't around because you can't do anything for them anymore, mm-hmm. a correction that I did not understand at the time, that now in retrospect, I look back and go, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, the apex is, is not just, like you said, Bob, praising him when we get what we want when we think we're being blessed. The apex is praising him in all circumstances, and, and not just praising him in the bad circumstances, praising him for them. Mm-hmm. Understanding that he's sovereign, and he brings that into your world and in your life for a reason, to get to that place where you can praise him, even in that. And, you know, praise is more than just lip service, you know, singing to him, thanking him. That is part of it, but true praise is a lifestyle. It's how you live your life. Uh, you, you remember how we, we talked recently about fruit trees, you remember that? Mm-hmm. The, the three years. I actually found in Scripture where this, this concept is. And I think it's applicable, and it, it goes back to Leviticus, how he always wanted all of us. He always wanted the whole person. It was never just a 10% thing. It was always a whole person thing. That's Genesis to Revelation. And, and Leviticus 19 is kind of an interesting place where we find this because it's in an area where it's not really, it's not really committed to uh, farming. You would think that this, this regulation would be in the area of the law that talks about like how to, how to farm and things, but it's not. It's like buried in the middle of prohibiting idolatry, 
uh, prohibiting divination, you know, things that we would call moral, quote-unquote, or, you know, anytime you disobey the Father, it's a moral issue. But how we create that dividing line, it would be in that area. And then right in the middle of it, you have this, and it says, Leviticus 19, verse 23, it says, When you enter the land and plant all kinds of trees for food, then you shall count their fruit as forbidden. Three years it shall be forbidden to you, it shall not be eaten, but in the fourth year all its fruit shall be holy. An offering of praise to Yahweh. In the fifth year, you are to eat of its fruit, that its yield may increase for you. I am Yahweh your God. It seems like that's just sort of a throwaway thing. Okay, we're talking about fruit trees, right? Mm-hmm. And that fourth year is really interesting. The first three years, you don't touch any of it. The fourth year, every single fruit that comes off the tree, all of it belongs to him. Every bit of it. And where I think this, it reinforces the idea there's a deeper spiritual implication here. I don't think he's really talking about fruit trees. Right. He's talking about us. The two places where you find the word forbidden here in the NASB that I read from and the part where it says count for, all three of those terms in Hebrew, the root is based upon uncircumcision. He's, he's using the term based on uncircumcision. He's saying for the first three years you count the fruit as uncircumcised. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the fourth year of circumcised, he's talking about circumcision of the heart, which is, a, which is a, a metaphor for giving him your whole heart. Absolutely. He's talking about giving him your whole self. When you go through that process of being circumcised to him, having, having the, the excess, the sin cut away, and the, the cracks in your heart sealed up, at the end of that, you belong to him. Every bit of you, your whole output belongs to him, and that's how you praise him, by giving him your everything, not just half, half yourself. Exactly. Not just a prayer in the morning or a prayer at night. It's not just a song on Sunday. It's more than that. It's a whole it's lifestyle. An all day, it's an all-day, everyday thing. You know, and uh, to go further and deeper into that, you know, we think, we think our bodies are ours. <laughs> they absolutely are not. No. They are on loan from God. Everything, every breath in our body, every muscle, every more, any, all the microorganisms in our body belong to him. Mm-hmm. He just loans them to us. And he absolutely gives us 100% of everything, and all he asks back is that 10. You know, like we heard a sermon on this mm-hmm. over that this weekend. You know, a lot of people would have took it as a money sermon. And logistically, it's, it's close to that, but it's not. Yeah. That's if you really got into that sermon and you thought about what he was absolutely saying, it come right down to a heart issue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you giving God your whole heart? Or are you just, he's asking, giving you everything, and are you just giving him that one piece back? But yet you're still, you're still like, oh, I really don't want to give you that, God. I can't afford I can't afford to do that. I need that. I need that other breath in my body, or I need whatever it is that I cannot give it to you. You know, it, it took me a long time to learn that. Uh, that I'm not mine. I belong to God. He He's given me everything I've got. He's blessed me with everything I have, uh, even in the hard times. I still praise him for it because there's actually some kind of correction in there for me or some kind of learning curve or a refinement. You know, so we've got to praise him all the time, mm-hmm. not just part of the time, and not with just lip service. Yeah. We've got to do it 
with our whole heart. Yeah, and it's like, and it's, it becomes lip service when you give him the bare minimum of yourself. Yes. When you give him the absolute bare minimum that you feel like you have to give him and no more, it's just lip service. It means nothing to yes. him at that point. And we've got to get past that. I, I, that that probably defines the majority of especially Western Christianity. We give him the bare minimum, we keep the rest for ourselves. Yeah. And we think that we think we're doing him a favor when we do that, and we're not. Right. We're not. Yeah, we're right. Not. Yeah. It's like wearing the Jesus gear or the bumper sticker or whatever, right? Like, mm-hmm. we're good then. Right. Mm-hmm. But look, it says I'm a Christian. Right. Right. <laughs> not, then, not look at me. I'm showing that I'm a Christian. Right. <laughs> Just yeah. like the other day, like, I was trying to find a shirt that wasn't a work shirt or a Christian shirt, and I couldn't find one. Not saying that it was a bad thing, but I, I was just like, well, obviously I want people to know that I'm a Christian, but like, can I be an undercover Christian? <laughs> right? Like, can, can, I, can I just go out in like a Cardinals shirt and people see that I'm a Christian without... Putting it on display, right, right, like that. That's what I meant by undercover Christian. Right, right. Like, yeah. you know, no, 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 absolutely. What you're saying though is, yes, we should be able to put the undercover on, but yet he should shine so bright that they know, right, without mm-hmm. shadow of a doubt, right. that we yeah. are part yeah. of him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and there was a time when like I wouldn't even have a Christian shirt, period, mm-hmm. and now I'm. Instead of being like, man, I don't really want to wear one, it's for like the right reasons why I didn't want to wear one. It's not like I was ashamed of wearing it. Yeah. Right? It was just like, okay, let's challenge, let me, Ronnie, challenge Ronnie into being him, showing him through my actions today without putting it on display. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I totally get that. Well, I got another scenario for you guys. Of course, you all know my story. Mm-hmm. You know what I'd done on that porch. I stood there and I denied God. I said I didn't need him, you know. And God God blessed me by showing me that I did need him. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a true blessing because, you know, that was that was his way of saving me. Um, but through bad decisions and awful living, I put myself back into kind of the same position with my body you know uh, but God's like okay I need to shake you up <laughs> you need to start doing things the way I want you to do because you know guys our bodies they're temples they're his and we should take care of them I mean trust me I, I got tattoos you know I graffitied my temple up <laughs> you know uh, was I supposed to do that probably not did I do it yes does God forgive me for that? Yes, because he knows I'm human. He knows I'm going to fall short. Um, now, through my bad choices, you know, now I'm I'm fighting to get my blood sugars down, to get my cholesterol back in check. You know, it, it's just what happens, what I'm trying to get at is we can make them bad choices and we can get so far out of sorts that it takes God to show us that we need to get back in sorts which God has put people in my life to tell me to start looking at my health a lot a lot more like Mike's wife she's always on me to you know I should be I should be checking my health 
my friend Sheila Oliver, she checking, you know, check my health, do this, do that. And I finally took them serious, you know, so I went and had to, had to done. God showed me that, hey, you're not doing what I need you to do. You're not taking care of my temple. Right. You're not taking care of what I give you on loan. Mm-hmm. You know, so now, don't get me wrong, <clears throat> it took a long time to get that way. It's going to take a long time to get back the other way unless mm-hmm. God decides to say, hey, like, you know what, I see you're doing good. I'll bless you by fixing it, mm-hmm. you know. <clears throat> now, he done that with my heart. I ain't going to lie. He fixed that like that. I mean, just immediately. This may be a little bit longer walk because, you know, it took me a long time to get out of them sorts. Now I got to get back to where I'm focused on him, focused on doing right by my body, his temple, his temple, not mine, his. I just live in it. I reside in it. And But what I'm saying is even in our Christian walk, we can make them bad decisions. We can get so far off the rail, and we look, and we're like, oh, I was supposed to be over there. Mm-hmm. How did I get here? Mm-hmm. You know, even when we're thinking we're praising him and trying to follow him, we can still get off the rails. Yep. Yeah, and there are there are often consequences. consequences. You know, yeah. consequences you have to walk through, and it's a teaching tool. It's you know what I mean? Tool, yes. We just kind it's of talked about a, that. Consequences always isn't a negative thing. It's not like traditionally. Right. We put it in a negative context. Yeah, but, and that's what I'm saying. Yeah. These consequences that I'm going through right now is a, is a learning tool that, hey, I got to do better on taking care of my body. Right. I got to do better on taking care of his temple. One of the best places where it, where it really defines scripturally consequences, we actually talked about that on Digging Deeper earlier today. It won't be available for a couple of weeks, but with King Rehoboam, mm-hmm. he was Solomon's son. And he turned to idolatry. He was yep. given lip service to the Most High, but he was mixing his worship with paganism, which, side trail, we do a lot of that too. Yes. And uh, when the Most High rebuked him, he brought a king called named Shishak from Egypt to invade. And then he sent a prophet to explain, this is why this is happening, because you've forsaken me. You know, your lip service doesn't count because you've forsaken me. You're disobeying me, and, and there have to be consequences. And Rehoboam's response was, Yahweh is righteous. He didn't make excuses for himself. He just said, Yahweh's right. What he's doing is the right thing. I deserve this. Mm-hmm. And Yahweh heard that. He saw his humility, and he responded, and he said, Okay, because you've humbled yourself, Shishak won't destroy you, but he's going to conquer, and he's going to enslave. And he says something interesting at the end. He says, so that you will learn the difference between serving me and serving the nations. He had to walk through the consequence to teach him the difference between serving the Most High and doing things his own way, trying to play by his own tune. And, you know, logistically, we do that exact same thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We give him the lip service, but yet we still want to serve the world. Mm -hmm. You know? We have a a bad habit of of trying to make excuses to justify doing the absolute bare minimum. We've spent centuries trying to justify. We just read from the law. We've spent centuries trying to justify how much of this can I ignore? How much of this can I get away with ignoring and build whole doctrines around it and then say that because the doctrines are old, therefore they must be true? You know, and we reduce it down to two, to two instructions, loving God and loving neighbor, and we can't even keep that. Right. You know what I mean? We make excuses to reduce it down as much as possible because we act like if we just simplify the law, if we just simplify the expectations, we'll be able to obey, but we don't. 
because it's a hard issue. Yeah. It's not a it's not an expectation issue. It's it's a hard issue. It's a hard and issue. We've got to address that. That's where I was going to go, Carl. Was it you this morning or Sunny that said on our other episode that in the Garden Eden there was one law? I did. Yeah. Don't eat from the fruit, and we couldn't follow that. Yeah, but anybody that thinks that if we just simplify things, then we'll we'll be fine. I mean, you're not reading the Bible. That's not right. the problem. The problem is not is God's not the problem. His right. word is not the problem. We're the problem here, and we we've got to acknowledge that and give that over to Him. Otherwise, our praise doesn't matter. Right. But can I can I say something about what you just said? God actually told them they could eat of anything in the garden, except for the tree in the center of the garden. One thing. The one thing. But I mean. And we don't know what fruit it was, or who knows if it is even a fruit tree. I mean, yeah, we don't know. We don't know. Right. We're just speculating. But yeah, he just says, "Do not eat of that tree right there." We couldn't even do that, and we couldn't even do that. That's what I was trying yeah. to say. Yeah. All because, all because, when Satan come in, that was Eve allowing sin to come into her life because he deceived her, mm-hmm. and then of course. Those stupid guys couldn't live without them women. So. Boy, ain't that the truth? <laughs> what about we what took about it, this, we took Bob? a bite of that fruit or whatever mm-hmm. it was? Your corrective measure, his corrective measure for you, mm-hmm. right? Think of it this way, because I've been thinking about this for a while since Doctor Sheila gave you the bad uh-huh. news, right? Which she is a sponsor, so thank you, Sheila. But <laughs> you have spent the past twenty plus years caring for everyone else but you mm-hmm. right total yeah. oh, t- total about face of how you used to be oh absolutely yeah because i used to be all about me right yeah and then now god's like okay so you can still care about those people yeah but, but let, take care let's of let's care about you too yeah exactly right? and that's that's what i was going to say is the the blessing in this is that it wasn't a Ronnie or Mike heart issue that had to be fixed. Right. That it was literally a heart issue. <laughs> that it was a subtle, let's get some people in your life. Let's get some people around you that know we want you to be here for an extended amount of time because yeah. of your heart. Yeah. And God saying, Let's make these. Let's show you in these tests yeah. that it's time. That it's time. time for you to listen to me a little bit more. And then, obviously, because we've talked about it with the correction issue, if we don't listen, probably would have been a little worse. Probably would have been. A little <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, you're right. right. I say I'm probably the, would have been. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'm the example of a little bit worse. Yeah. It took a two by four, a stroke, and a heart attack, and loss of everything in my life for him to get my attention. Yeah. I was Bob on that porch, not literally saying those words, but. Nine by action and my behavior. Living right. those but, words. Right, exactly. I was living those words yeah. as opposed to actually speaking them. Yep. And he beat me, you know, here it is. I will get your attention. Yep. And he did for 20 years. I was mad at him. But he had my attention. Right. Okay? <laughs> yeah, in a form, he had your attention. Well, mm-hmm. it's, it's one of those things where you're a parent and you grab your kid by their shoulders and you set them down. Mm-hmm. Oh, I always used the neck. It worked better. Well, <laughs> the front or the back? Well, it depends on where. If they're facing me, it's the front. Okay. I didn't say how gentle he said. Yeah, that's right. Right. Mm-hmm. You stole my thunder because that's where I was going. <laughs> because with me, it was a pretty much like punch down. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Like you've hit rock bottom, 
Not because you had a bad childhood growing up. Not because of people in your life. Because you chose the wrong decisions. So you put yourself all the way to the bottom. So then all you have to do is look up. And here I am. Here I've been the whole time. Right. And that goes kind of like with what you were saying earlier, Carl. We have to always remember he's the same God on the mountaintop as he is in the valley. Yes. He doesn't change. He doesn't screw it up. We do mm-hmm. constantly. Absolutely. Again, talking about that, it could be a change from an hour ago, from 10 minutes ago, because we constantly, constantly do it. You know, and we even know in the, in the interim of doing it, that we're doing it wrong. And we're kind of like, still like trying to hide it from him. Like he can't see everything or he doesn't already know that we are going to do it, you know, but he still gave that ultimate sacrifice. So yeah, I mean, he factored in all of our stupid decisions. Oh, amen. Yeah. he did. That's really important to remember. You can be saved. He can save you and at the same time discipline you and bring consequences. So, oh, you know, yeah. don't let the devil come in and, and, and cause you to, to swirl in that and right. to think that he's, he's left you. He's not leaving you, mm-hmm. right? He's not walking away. Even when you walk away from him, he's not walking away from you. You can be saved and still be disciplined. And you will be, <laughs> realistically, oh, yeah. you will be. Right. I just I mean, what is it? People lose hope saved? so easy. You're only one step back to him because mm-hmm. he's that close. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. He might not be as loud. Oh yeah. As he has been. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But he's right there. That's because yes. he's a gentleman and he wants to wait for you correct. Yeah. To well, make that decision. And it goes back to when we were talking about the um, we did the episode on the full armor of God. Mm-hmm. Let me go back to. What's the one section that wasn't covered? Your back. Your back. Yeah. Why? Because that's where he is. He's got your back. Hey. You know? I mean, it's... It, I, I sit here and I say it like, oh, get it, oh, get it. You know, but I'm talking to myself. You know, because it's like, it's like, yeah, yeah, dummy, oh, 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 get it, Mike, get it, Mike, you know? And it's just, it's that constant thing of trying to, trying to give the praise all the time and then realized, and I know I'm going to screw it up. Doesn't make it okay. And he's still going to discipline me, as he should. Because, again, thousands of years ago, he gave the ultimate sacrifice. So that I don't have to pay for that in eternity. Yeah. You know, that's but I'm exactly st- right. still screwing it up. Yeah. And that's why we got to be so wholehearted in praising him. It's, it's got to be yeah. built upon a foundation of gratitude. He didn't have to do this for us, you know? Oh, yeah. He Absolutely. does. You know, no, it doesn't do make sense to do it no, for yeah. us. And like I know I've said it before, probably as Ronnie would say, ad nauseum, that he could just like that switch it over to where everybody was praising him and doing exactly what he wanted to. But that's not how he chose to do it. Or do the opposite and implement the justice system, and and oh. we'd all be done. Oh yeah, yeah. you know. I mean, oh, he's got every right to, according absolutely. to His Holiness, he's got every right absolutely. to, and he doesn't do it. Right. You know, it just yep. we we owe him our praise. Oh, Every yeah. single second, we owe it to him. We owe him nothing less. Yeah. It's like he even, I mean, he even realized with the floods. Okay, you know what? I'm not going to do this again. And he hasn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, again, he could start all over. Yeah. It's his. We know that. He's always got that rainbow in the sky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I mean, he. we know he can do it. Done it before. Mm-hmm. You know, so, but he made that promise. When are we going to get the fact that he, he doesn't break his promises. Right. Yeah. Hmm. No, but we break his promises for oh. us every time. Every day. You know, and that's why I always said that he had to make a covenant with himself. So us dum dums mm-hmm. yeah. can yeah. make it to heaven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
You know, I mean, that's exactly why Jesus come out of heaven because God's like, you know what, guys, come on. Right. Yeah. Where, where are you yeah. going to get this right? Well, he, he's like, well, you're never going to get it right. So this is what I'm going to do. My son is going to come to that earth. He is going to show you guys how to live. He is going to be your whipping boy for all the stuff that you all have done wrong in your life. All the stuff that you have done to me, which is a lot. Yep. You know? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And the ones that were right there couldn't get it right. Nope. Right. You know? The ones that were right there couldn't even get it right. But, you know, and that's why Jesus hung on that cross. Because when Jesus, as soon as Jesus said, it is finished, he didn't die. Mm-mm. He laid his life down. Because they couldn't kill him. Mm-hmm. He laid his life down for our sins, for us to have a way to be able to go to God. That's exactly why he went in the grave for three days and rose again. Because that proved right there that he defeated death. Mm -hmm. And prophesied that all the way back in the garden. Since we mentioned the garden, all the way back. Five minutes after after we sinned. Five minutes after we, you know... I don't know if it's actually five minutes, but you know what I mean. <laughs> pretty, pretty quickly after we fell, you know what I mean. He's he's already prophesying that plan. He already had that plan in place. He's looking as a sovereign God who's omnipotent, who knows everything. He looks forward in, in in on the pages of history and sees all the atrocities that we would commit, all the ways that we would intentionally hurt him. He already feels the pain of being hurt by us and looks at all of that betrayal and still implements that plan to rescue us. He does. That, and the time that we say we need him, that we say we don't need him, that we say we need him, don't yes. believe me, read Judges. Right? right. Yeah. 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 Yes. Right? We need yep. you. you we'll know, never do it again. Right. Oh, we're dum-dums again. Here we are. Yep. Here we are. Comfortable again. Let's, let's yeah. send it up. Send it up. Yep. You know, the thing the thing that gets me is, you know, when God come to back down to the garden to walk with Adam and Eve in the evening of the, in that evening. Mm-hmm. In the cool of the day is actually what it says. You know, he knew. He knew no, exactly no. where they were at. He knew exactly what he happened. He didn't have to ask the question. He didn't have to ask no. the question. It was a no. rhetorical question. The really thing yeah. is, is he wanted them to know and, and confess what they'd done. Yeah. You know? And even after they confessed and, and seen that it was wrong. They still lied. They still, yeah. But the thing is, is, you know, uh, the thing is, is when we get saved... When Jesus saves us, we still got the repercussions of the things that we've done before. Mm-hmm. They don't just disappear. The sin disappears. Mm-hmm. Right. But there's still the ripple effect. Right. It's still going to ripple down until it smooths itself out. And that may ripple for years mm-hmm. before, you know, before oh, yeah. you're going to go through. That's why the walk is not easy. Mm-hmm. The walk is not easy when you accept him as your Savior. The walk gets harder because then... God starts refining you and smoothing out the ripples. The, the, only, walk, the walk, the path is easy. Yes. We're the stupid ones that make it hard. Exactly. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We're, still, we're still stumbling over the ripples that we've already made. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there's one, there's one very easy to walk, narrow path that's nice and smooth, and we continually stray away. You know, there's, oh, yeah. there's brambles and thorns oh, and rocks oh, look, that we always Blueberries over here. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Absolutely. Sort of like that fish in that oh. Disney movie. Yeah. Exactly. You know, he says, what's he say? He says, the path, the narrow path, the hard path. 
the broad path, the easy path. Yeah. You know. I should say simple. Simple, simple narrow yeah. path, not easy to walk. Not easy. That's not easy to walk because he knows we can't walk it. Mm-hmm. He right. knows that we're gonna he, we're gonna veer off the rail. He knows we're gonna go back to that broad walk. Like like that meme says, there's there's a reason that it's a highway to hell and a stairway to heaven. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you're just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> that highway to hell is a lot easier to walk than it is to walk in steps. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it could be an escalator to heaven. Yeah. But it's always broke because we break it. That's, oh, yeah. That's it. Yeah. yeah. I like it. Yep. Anybody got anything else? Or we pull the needle off this side of the record. Professor, you haven't said much tonight. That's sad. Seriously? Uh, I, I think you said <laughs> tape. I said more than I probably should have. I disagree. <laughs> yeah. I, I'll allow it Here, out let, the mic. Let, let, let me yeah. clarify this. You have chimed in. Mm. But you haven't. Oh, I see what you're saying. I'll agree with him on that. What would no. you like me to say? <laughs> if you don't have nothing to say, that's fine. I was just saying. My chiming in was what I wanted to say. Like, I, I found a good place to, to insert what I was going to say okay. in my yeah. process of chiming in to make it feel like a natural conversation. Right. Just pull the veil back for those of you listening. Well, well done, Carl. Well done. <laughs> Way to add him, Ronnie. Well, I, I know a fellow th- overthinker, so that's why I was like... You know? See if we got to pull it out. Yeah. Pull it out of there. Oh, almost got it. <laughs> got to be quicker than that. I will say, when it comes to praising, just as a since you pressed me so hard, <laughs> when he goes out of his way to to make his presence known, to make it clear that he's working in your life, that he's giving you confirmation, don't treat it as casual. You know what I mean? I'm I've I've found myself getting bad about that because I'm so used to it. You get to a point where you're accustomed to it, and you treat it you treat it casually. And man, that should never be casual. I don't care if it happens a thousand times in a day. Mm-hmm. Get excited about that. Yeah. Okay. Praise him every time, like oh, today. Yeah. That example is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just you know. For those, you want to explain? For yeah, sure. For those listening, like the the verse that we came to, Matthew Matthew eleven verses twenty eight and 20, 28 through thirty. Yeah, I was uh, I was sitting on the couch. And I had this devotion that I had a digital one, and it's not tied to the date or anything like that. But I'd gotten behind on it. It had been a week and a half maybe since I actually read it, and something pressed me that I need to read that, like right now. Like one of those moments where you, you knew you're not going to get any rest until you do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I read it, and there's a lot of confirmation even in that, just reading that. I'm like, whoa, that's like on point, exactly what we were talking about earlier, you know, when we recorded the other podcast. And minutes later, minutes later, you, Ronnie, get on the get on the group chat to share what the verse for tonight's going to be, and it's the same verse that was in that devotion. The devotion was built around those those grouping of verses, and it wasn't because you were reading the same devotion. It was because you were listening to something completely different that had those verses. Mm-hmm. And then Sonny from Digging Deeper shares out a devotion he was in that used the exact same set of verses. Mm-hmm. Within within like an hour or two, while this happens, three of us mm-hmm. get hit with the exact same thing. Yeah. And this stuff happens all the time. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like years ago, when I when I when I thought I was just a, I was a believer, but I wasn't committed. He didn't have my whole heart. I wasn't living a lifestyle of praise at all. Rarely saw stuff like that. Rarely. Right. But man, when you give him your heart, you know, when you confess your sin, when you let your when you let your sin grieve you, and start seeing things the way he sees things, really giving it over to him, surrendering to him, 
man, you see it all the time, but don't take that casually because if you get casual about it, you get into it. You get into the danger of him putting you in the proverbial waiting room, mm-hmm. that season of silence, because mm-hmm. he will. He'll you, he will put you in a season of silence if you start despising his voice when he's speaking to you. He'll stop using it. Mm-hmm. It's not because he's walked away. It's because he's, he's training you to appreciate his voice again. Yeah. Never lose that out. appreciation. Yeah. Exactly right. I'm out. <laughs> well, and here's my question. How many times do you think before you were walking with him did it happen? And I didn't notice. And you didn't notice, or we, we do that secular, it's a coincidence. Mm-hmm. There, there it is right there. You know what I mean? Yep. And how many times, I, cause I, I, and I can say this because I, I, just sitting thinking about it, I can go through it in my mind, to be like, wait, that's like deja vu. You know, and it's like, yeah. because there's there's something that's just sparking, and it's like there's something that he was trying to tell me. Absolutely. You know, and stuff, and it's so, unfortunately, it took till now, but of course it's, it, it, you know, we get frustrated with that, but it's all his timing. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's like, man, if this would have been 20 years ago. Yeah. It, you know, like. But if it had, I probably wouldn't have paid attention. Oh, yeah, and, you know, absolutely, absolutely. And this kind of highlights the importance of community, too, because it was community that, that he spoke through. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was his voice speaking, but it was because of, you know, you guys. Like, this has happened between me, you and I as well, Mike, yeah. and you and I, Bob, you and I, Mike, the other Mike, the alpha Mike, and the beta Mike. Oh, here we go again. <laughs> I was gauging the look on your face when I called you beta. <laughs> he uses community. And I was isolated for so long that I, I, I took that option away from him. By yeah. my own by my own unwillingness to engage in community with fellow believers, I took that option off the table, right? So I limited I limited my opportunities to hear his voice. I didn't limit his voice. That's not possible. I limited my opportunities to hear it. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I was I was less prone to recognize when he was speaking, and even when he did, I didn't I didn't. You didn't capitalize on it. I didn't capitalize on it, I, I and know I that's didn't. Not the right word, but like. I didn't magnify him for it. I'll, I'll give you an example. Like there was a time, and I, I'm, I'm convinced he saved me from dying. Uh, I'll just tell a story real quick, if you don't mind. Uh, my parents. I grew up outside of Hannibal, Missouri, so not around here, but we lived in the country. And it's a blacktop that meets Highway 61. And anybody that knows what 61's like, it's mm-hmm. people act. A fool. I can't say mm-hmm. something that's not sinful. They don't mm-hmm. drive appropriately on 61. Okay. okay? Very nice. But Very you, nice. you have to pull out. There's no overpass. You just pull straight out onto the highway. And we went back to visit my parents one night, and we were leaving. And it was really, it was dark, right? It was, it was night. And I'd never done it before, and I've never done it since. But when I came to the stop, for some reason I stopped like three or four car lengths back from the stop sign. And when I did it, I even made a joke. I looked over at Steph because she was my wife because she was with me, and I made a joke. I'm like, I don't know why I stopped. It's like I couldn't control my foot. Made a joke about it. I'm like, well, I guess I'll stop here. Three or four seconds later, a car veered off the road. They lost control and, and flew off 61 right onto the blacktop where I would have been sitting at full highway speed into the ditch. Wow. Mm. It would have blindsided me or broadsided me. I'm sorry. It would have broadsided me. And at the, those speeds... The likelihood of me surviving sh- for sure because it was on the driver's side, very, very minimal. Probably would have killed me. Mm-hmm. Good chance it would have killed Steph, too. Almost certainly would have killed me. Completely avoided that wreck. And in the moment, I remember us talking about that, that, that that must have been a God thing. Went right on down the road, and I'll be honest, for years until Steph reminded me of it just not too long ago, I had forgotten it even happened. Mm-hmm. The Most High rescued me from death that night, and I was so unappreciative, I forgot it even happened. Mm-hmm. How does that happen? So like, like, I'm ashamed of that. I forgot it even happened. So when he was speaking to me, I wasn't appreciating it. Yeah. 
when he was acting for me, when he was intervening on my behalf, I was treating it like he owed it to me. And we've got to get past that. Sort of like the Israelites. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I totally get that. All right. Final thoughts. Who would like to go first? Brother Bob, how about you? I'll go. I was thinking, I was looking at Bob while he was speaking. I think we should change it from Brother Bob to Blue Eye Bob. Blue Eye Bob. Who? Blue Eye Bob. <laughs> Blue Eye Brother Bob. Just mix it all together. Yeah. There you go. What's that Tom, called when you add a iteration? I'm actually going to read some verses here. It's out of Philippians chapter 4. Um, it starts in verse 4. It says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. So, you know, that first verse is very important. Like, rejoice in me. He's going to say it again. He's like, I'm telling you one more time, you got to rejoice in me. Always. 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 It says, let your gentleness, gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by, by prayer and pet, petition. With thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And in verse 8, states this, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, Think about such things. So, I mean, he's saying, just think about me because I am the most praiseworthy thing that you will ever think about. Mm-hmm. So, all I got to say, guys, is get real personal with God because that's what he wants. Mm-hmm. In the spirit, I just want to add to that verse that I've, I read from Leviticus 19 on the fruit trees. One way to translate that about the fourth year is that the fruit of the fourth year is for rejoicing unto the Lord. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's yep. all dedicated for rejoicing unto him. Rejoicing unto him. It is. Coffee Mike? A lot to say, but uh, to put it into words, I, I'm not sure. I, I know that he's working on me in a lot of areas all at once, and uh, I'm thankful for that. So I, I guess I would say that if God is working on you, be thankful that he is. He's refining you. Just get in the Bible and learn and use your mind to understand what he's trying to tell you and look for opportunities to praise him every day. The car was talking about his car, possible car wreck. There was an incredible opportunity to praise I'm guilty of the same thing. I'm sure everybody around this table has done it. You've got to look for the reasons because they're out there. Are you paying attention? So I guess my final word is pay attention. I don't have any scripture to back that up. I'm sure Bob could find something for me, but... Yeah, you want it? There's probably all kinds yeah, yeah, you want it? <laughs> yeah, like, got it in my back pocket. Hold on. Medium mic. Well, I like that a lot better than the other nickname I will not say. Um, I think everything that we've obviously talked about, but I mean, just yeah, praise him, praise him in everything. He's the only one that deserves it. 
There's no one else, nothing else that deserves your praise. Just, yeah, I, I just, that's all I can say. I mean, it's, I, I know it sounds so simple, but it, we know it's not because we don't do it enough. I'd like to add one thing to my final statement, so I guess technically it wasn't my final statement. This is a... Hi, anyway. Jack and Alpha Mike. Hey, Mike. Uh, you go. Wow. I, 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 want, I want to add, be bold in your praise. Be bold to do it. Regardless of what the world around you is saying to you, who cares? Stand out. Praise him. No matter who says what to you, it doesn't really matter. Because your, your true reward and the end reward is eternity in heaven with the Most High. That's that's the reward. Praise Him. Like Bob said, we're out alone right now. Mm-hmm. We're going home one day. Praise Him for that. Praise Him for everything. You know? I just, I don't know. I just wanted to say that. Sorry, I didn't mean to step on Alpha Mike, but, you know. <laughs> didn't that feel good? <laughs> not a bit. <laughs> Let it settle in. Let it settle it, in. It, it, it hasn't settled in two or three weeks. It's you, not going You can to. try it again next week. Yeah. I will be here next week, remember? <laughs> oh, yeah, you got a bowl. Well, yes, and, you know, I even pray when I'm bowling. Oh, Lord, let me hit this strike. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, no, I won't be here next week, but I'm sure Silent Ron will take up the altar and keep going on it. You know? That's why he gives you a double spare. Splits. Split spare. <laughs> Actually, I don't get a lot of splits. Yeah? Yeah. I don't bowl well enough to get a lot of splits. That means you have to kind of miss the pocket. If I hit the pocket, it's a true blessing, let me tell you. Mm. <laughs> Carl? Yes, I just want to comment a little bit more on, on, on the concept of living a lifestyle of praise. In that reference from Matthew 11 that we read, it's really the end of the chapter. And so you, you miss the full context. And, and really, Jesus is, is he's telling the people to repent. And he's sharply rebuking the cities that won't. So, so this isn't him saying that there's no standard now, right? He's not saying that his yoke is easy because there's nothing to do, right? He's saying, because I'm going to empower you, right? It's, 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 it's I'm gentle, and I'm, I'm not here to condemn you, but you've got to follow me. Right, and there's there's a standard of following him, and then before that though, he says something really powerful and impactful, and I love the way he says this. It's in verse 16, and he says, "To what shall I compare this generation? It's like children sitting in the marketplaces who call out to the other children and say, "We played the flute for you, and you did not dance. We sang a dirge, and you did not mourn." So he's. He's calling to us, but are we really hearing? Mm-hmm. I think sometimes we try to praise on our terms and not his is the problem. Um, pianos, to get a piano in tune, you have to use something called a tuning fork. Mm-hmm. Piano tuning fork. And you know, an, an, an expert that understands what they're doing, they'll use the tuning fork to get the, the keys in tune so that it sounds the way it's supposed to. Right? You play a piano that's not in tune, you, you can know how to play it basically, but when you play the song on it, it's not going to sound quite right. But when you have an expert who knows what they're doing, tune it with the tuning fork. You can have multiple pianos playing together, and they'll be beautiful, right? You got one piano playing out of tune that sounds like garbage, right? We've got to get to the place where we're playing in tune to him instead of trying to play to our own tune. Because I think too often we give him that lip service or we try to praise and worship on our terms. And we're rejecting his expert opinion. We're, eject, we're rejecting his tuning fork, and we're trying to do things our way. 
and that's not an acceptable act of praise. He can work with it. Don't be wrong. He will work with us, but we've got to surrender to him and let him tune us so that we're playing to his tune and not our own. I'm going to steal a page out of the professor's book. And I have a story, and it goes with, I'm glad every, I went last this time mm-hmm. because it hits on all the points that everybody says. Ironically, right? Right. That's yeah. not the right word. Right? But, yeah. About being bold and about stepping out and giving him praise. So there was a guy named John, and he has to make a bank transaction for the corporation. And he parks in front of the bank, and he goes in. The clerk says... The person that he's there to see isn't there. And he was like, okay, no problem. Can you validate my parking? She was like, no, sorry. Bank protocol and rules state that no transactions have been made, so we can't really validate your parking. And he was like, okay, but like I came in here, and the person that I was going to see isn't here, so I was going to have a transaction. She was like, sorry, protocol. Can't do it. He was like, okay, so all I need to do is make one transaction, and then you can validate my parking. She was like, yes. Well, so he went to his banking account and withdrew all his money out of that account. And that's John Acker from IBM. And it was $1.5 million, right, from the bank. Because then he got his parking validated. And then he left, right? Mm -hmm. So I say that by saying this. Like, there's rules and protocols in place. No matter where we're in the secular world, we're biblically... No matter what. But like Jesus tells us, is just sometimes you have to think about people first. Right? Like, and realistically, would she have gotten fired just by validating this parking and letting them go? No. So just like us, we have to know when those rules do apply for our own well-being and when they don't, when they're just traditional man-made rules. Right? Mm-hmm. Like the sheep in the, in the pit on the Sabbath. Are you mm-hmm. going to let that sheep? Yes, because that's what the Pharisees did, tried to get Jesus trapped in all the time, mm-hmm. was the traditional mm-hmm. man-made rules. Right. Not the ones that actually mattered. Yep. Schmedium Mike, you want to pray us out? Much better. Absolutely. Lord, we just thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for allowing us to live in a place to where we can openly and boldly talk about you. I pray that when we go outside of this place that we live, that we'd continue to do it. That we do it no matter the circumstances and no matter what it may cost. That we just live boldly for you. And that we don't have to wear the shirts for people to know that we belong to you. 
Lord, we want to praise you in all that we do. Boldly, relentlessly, and with a big, huge, open heart. Not to just do lip service, but to do it with our whole hearts. To give all of us to you. Because you deserve nothing less. That is, you are the only one that deserves that, is to get all of us. Lord, I pray that we can move forward and just do this daily in our lives, no matter the situation and no matter what is going on. We love you, we praise you, and we honor you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And until next time. Welcome to Ministry. Catch you on the flip side.